Hey, wonderfuls, welcome to episode 508 of the JV Club with my wonderful guest, Maddie Myers. Maddie, if you are a Max Fun listener, you may know from her wonderful Triple Click podcast. I'm so excited to have had Maddie on for our first week of Max Fun Drive. That's right, everybody. This is where you find out about how much we love you, how much we need you, and what all of the wonderful gifts and bonuses and things we'll be showering you with over the course of the next couple of weeks as you support the podcast. Cannot thank you enough for that. I'm actually going to have the wonderful and fantastic and sublime John Moe for uh, conversations about Max Fun Drive in this episode. We'll be popping over to hang with him. I actually felt like we did our own episode of a podcast just talking about Max Fun Drive. It was so funny and so fun. And I'm so glad that he came on to talk about it with me. I want to encourage you to visit MaximumFun.org slash join and support the JV Club and any of the other podcasts that you love on Maximum Fun. I cannot emphasize this enough. And I know you hear it when you listen to pledge drives for like public radio and listener supported projects. But truly, I cannot make this show without you. And I am so appreciative of those of you who are able to support at any of the levels at MaxFun, which you can find out all about at MaximumFun.org join. We have a bunch of great bonus content coming at you this year. And I also want to announce that John Hodgman and I will be doing a podcast about state mottos. That's right, state mottos, where we investigate one state at a time and why its motto is what it is. You already know how much I love John Hodgman. You already know how much you love John Hodgman. I cannot wait to make this happen. So please be one of the 125 people to activate that project, to make it happen, to live the dream. I need to get at least 125 new supporting, increasing, or boosting members to make it happen. So let's let's make that dream come true. All right, enjoy this episode with Maddie, and you'll hear from me more with the wonderful John Moe. Would that be funny if you thought that you were doing my podcast and I thought I was doing your podcast and neither one of us could like could get our heads had out of that preparation yeah. at all and like both of us kept yeah. expecting the other one to interview them so <laughs> so you <laughs> that is not That's tempting <laughs> I mean I can interview you if, if you want you play video games at all god Maddie this is gonna be the this is gonna be the interview that I is this gonna be tribute to you in which you tell me why I'm not cool for not playing video games, no. even though I already know that I'm not. It's not cool. Well, it first of all, I got to cool. disabuse you of that, the notion that it's it cool to play video cool. games. It is cool. Well, now it is. Now it is. Yeah. But it didn't used to be. That was something that, like, you know, my dad didn't, like that that was not going to happen my dad was not going to allow me to watch oh wasn't going to play video games it. yeah i mean i think when i was younger he was just like like if like what's the educational video game i can get for you you know what i mean like he didn't want Oregon me to watch Trail. a ton of tv and number munchers yeah oh, we'll see that I, I wasn't allowed to watch tv growing up which is why uh, it turned out the way that uh -huh, i did their fault their fault yeah no it Moderation. is and we're gonna get into it yeah uh <laughs> I was only allowed to watch pre-taped television that had been <laughs> vetted, okayed by my mom. Yeah, um, but video games were okay because they, I think my both my parents thought they would make me smarter. Wow, because hand-eye coordination and and STEM, women in STEM. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I do, but I do think it's fascinating 
that does seem like a very particular combination of yeses and nos from parents. It, like it I, is, I understand isn't your it? logic. I mean, I understand their logic. Yet at the same time, I feel like if they were put in a room with the right group of people, speaking of being disabused with something, you could see uh-huh. them walking away being like, we can't ever let her play a video game again. She'll turn into yeah. like a killer. And <laughs> instead we should yeah. let her watch like Seinfeld forever or whatever. You know what I mean? Like if only <laughs> I, I still am. I have a problem where all I want to do is watch television yeah. as an adult and, and I'll watch okay, it. Yeah. On multiple screens, like wow, <gasps> gaming, because Whoa. I can't let go of it now. Yeah. Like if anything, I went too far in the other direction. Because if if you grow up not being allowed to watch television, then you're like, well, I gotta get caught up. Yeah. On everything I miss. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard too when you're younger, and you know people are making references that you don't know and stuff. Oh and yeah. I well, that's. I mean, jokes aside, that's. Yeah. I really had a lot of trouble making friends. You're not the only I guest I've had allowed. Yeah. To watch television. Yeah. That's that's the only reason. It wasn't neuroatypical <laughs> brain. It wasn't any of those other factors. It was purely that I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. Great. That prevented Great. me from making friends. Is this the show? Have we started? It's is this all, it? It's, it? Are we doing so it? The show. We're it's in almost it over. That's how we just into dove it we are. right in. We got into it. Yeah, I'm sneaky. I'm super sneaky. Um, uh huh. So okay. So so what you're describing to me, you know, they've there are labels for some versions of like this is what we'll withhold from our children and this is what we won't withholding sounds very grim when I say it like that but you know like yeah. a like a Waldorf type upbringing could include like classical music no real Which, movies okay I or, only so this uh, was my choice I only listened to classical your music choice. okay until I was about 11 and because I was already in an environment where I was watching no television uh-huh. and had almost no friends, I didn't fully understand how weird that was until yeah. around fifth grade when I looked around and realized that the concept of popularity existed. Like, I remember the moment of looking around and being like, oh, like a lot of other people are wearing the same style mm. of shorts. And I'm not yeah. wearing those. Yeah. That's interesting. And then I kind of thought for a while and I was like, and those people are friends with each other. Uh-huh. What does that indicate? Is that anything? Is that related Is that to something? me? Do I have something In here? some way? Should I have been dressing differently? Yeah. So it kind of started there. And that's like what? Middle, as you're going into middle school, the worst time of everyone's life? Okay. Yeah. The absolute yeah. just... Can we swear on the show? Yes. I was going to go with dog shit, just full dog shit years <laughs> in terms of just yeah. the vibes, yeah. top to bottom, really, really bad. Yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely knew I wasn't popular in fifth grade. And then by the time I got to middle school, which started in sixth grade for me, Not six to eight, I was just like, I'm already, I'm already so fucked here. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know what's going on. But because I, I was then aware of it, I was like, I got to start listening to popular music right at the very least right so i did that starting in sixth grade didn't help me didn't <laughs> suddenly imbue me with social skills but it was i was aware that i needed to do that yeah. but i feel like if you can't if you aren't allowed to watch television then you're kind of screwed and yeah. i also was um i was very easily overstimulated as a kid 
um, real, real fun, just kind of cocktail of brain problems that would eventually become medical diagnoses. But at this time, it was just like, I don't like going to the movies because it's too much sound and light and noise. So I was also not really on the movie train. Yeah. So there was no TV, no movies. So it's like, but the video games thing, like I'll say to you, video games to me were too hyper stimulating and stressful. Like I was a crier. I was a kid who like was very sad very quickly about things that had nothing to do with me like plots of movies and tv totally um, and yeah. definitely like got very stressed out about like the learning curve of a video game like the idea of and this sounds so stupid but like truly the idea of being a character who dies <laughs> and then comes but like but like huh. i could, like it was like that was hard like yeah like being mario was like a visceral experience yeah, like for I'm you you were dead. like i fell into that pit and i died and i can't continue yeah. anymore i still wow. there's still i still have the thing that um my partner like we have a gentle i mean i'm so grateful that this is an understood thing but um i still have a thing where i have to like like my uncle kind of like my tap out is it feels real because <laughs> I, like I can that. be in the middle of a joke talking about uh-huh. something and like start playing out like some idea of something that's a joke and then all of a sudden yep. it will feel way too real and I will start to feel upset and I have to be like it feels real this feels real uh-huh. I'm backing off I'm backing off and yeah, I can't continue yeah. this is over now and that's, yeah. that's how and it was when I was a kid yeah that was me being like poor Mario right like, into a Goomba yeah no like yes I'm not Mario but like somewhere in the world there may be a real Mario a real guy who dies <laughs> you're stepping into his I'm shoes I'm stepping into his shoes yeah Empathy. well I was also a very goth kid I, I was right there with you I really liked sad stories so anything where characters died. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I was very into that. And although I wasn't watching a lot of movies and TV, I was reading a lot. Okay. I, I feel like that's the main thing my parents remember about me growing up wasn't really that I was much of a gamer. They just remember that I was constantly reading, yeah. which is why then it made sense that later in life, I mean, I'm an editor now, but I was a journalist and a reporter for many years. And even as a child, I was like, I want to be a writer. That's what I want to do. I was way too shy and also didn't know what a podcast was. So that wasn't right. <laughs> that wasn't also part of the dream. <laughs> right. But eventually I was like, oh, yeah, that's also cool. Yeah. But I just wanted to write or write books. And video games were sort of within the realm of media that was allowed. And also when I was a kid, I mean, I had a Game Boy, which you probably at least knew about yes. even if you didn't have yeah. one. Definitely had um, friends who were constantly sure. playing video games. But then when you go of to course. that person's house, they they lose interest in teaching you how to play. Yeah, they lose interest in like, you. Wait, they lose because they're you. playing your game. Yeah, they, they wonder no why you're there. There's no benefit to them like, being so advanced in the game because they've had hours and hours and hours and hours and hours to play to then be mm-hmm. like, here, here's a controller. Like, let me explain to you how to do this. Like, sometimes, but that gets old quick, understandably. It does and it doesn't. I mean, I think this is interesting to me because I feel like so much of being a creative person is about learning how to accept failure and rejection constantly. Yeah. Like the process 100%. of auditioning, for example, it's all garbage. Not 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 entirely dissimilar from the process of pitching stories. If you're a freelance writer, a like you percent. just have to keep doing it constantly and ignore every part of you. Yeah, and um, being edited, That's terrible oof. feeling. Yes. Like turning in your your rough draft. Yeah. 
and maybe you're even proud of it, but it, it's all about to just go downhill from yeah, there. And you're yeah. going to have to take it. Yeah. And then by the end of it, hopefully, if you don't have an abusive editor, hopefully you're like, wow, this came out great. Right. So I think I just naturally gravitated towards that because, I mean, this is really rose-colored glasses on my whole life, uh-huh. but I do feel like playing games from a young age Good taught me you. to embrace failure yes. and just be like, okay, if you die, it's not that bad, yeah. which isn't true in real life, but you're following me. I follow if you, you fail at the task at hand, it's not that bad. You can try again. Yep. I could have used more failure, 100%. I mean, yeah, I'm saying you need to fail more, Janet. I, th- I'm so glad you <laughs> brought it back to you. This is an intervention. <laughs> You've made up for lost time by watching multiple shows at a time. I've made up for lost time by failing at almost everything all the time no, as an adult. What? And it's fine. It's great. That's what it's for. I'm learning. I'm accepting. No, it's no, but you're well, right. This is I the think time going to try being... a game, though, because yeah. like I, this idea of this learning curve, which I mean, I think is especially true for women and just all the language around video games is like, you got to be elite and hardcore. And right. like the advertising really changed, particularly in the 90s. Like there's, this is mappable right. as to when that advertising shifted and was like, we just want the 18 to 24 straight male demographic. Right. That's the one we want. And that's why all gamer with a capital G advertising and culture feels alienating. Yeah to you or I, because right. it's designed to. Right. But it's but if you go back further in your memory, you kind of think about like, oh, Oregon Trail, King's Quest, you Mist. know, Final Fantasy games, Myst. Yeah. Like, Myst is a great example of a game that was like cross-generational. My mom played that game. Yeah. Like, you didn't even really think about it as a game. It was like a part of life and the way that, yeah. the way people talk about Fortnite now, where it's like, it's just everywhere and all kinds of people play it. Right. And Ariana Grande performs concerts in it. And it's like, that's kind of what Mist was like yeah. when it came out in terms of cultural resonance. But then I don't understand advertising or like why they do this, but they were like, let's narrow the audience. <laughs> let's just get that right in a funnel. Let's just funnel yeah. it right down and just go full Call of Duty on this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know, that happened in the 90s. And I feel like we're still in recovery from it. Yeah. And because of that, there's this mindset of trying a game is going to be very stressful. Right. And you need to be willing to put up with how stressful that's going yeah. to be. And I'm just, I don't know. I feel like I'm constantly walking around trying to disabuse my female friends of that notion. Yeah. Just being like, well, no, it's actually usually pretty fun to fail in a game. And they try to make it as fun as possible. So you keep playing yeah. and trying stuff and yeah. seeing what happens. But also there's so many different kinds of games now beyond what you might have heard about in right. the 90s the last time you were seeing a lot of commercials. Right. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you were allowed to watch television. Yeah. I wasn't. That's maybe that's why I was not as susceptible to some of these lies. You know, where where was this? Where were you when you were like, for example, a middle schooler and a teenager? Like, did you live in the same place? Did you? Oh, where did around? I grow up? Yeah. yeah. I've lived in Massachusetts for basically my entire life and I will never leave. OK. I, All right. I we can go over my Dunkin Donuts order later uh-huh. if you want. <laughs> I just fully, fully mass hole. <sighs> Um, grew up in a suburb outside of Boston, went to a huge high school, 500 kids in my graduating class. So probably like 2000 kids in the whole school, which was huge in my book. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just kind of felt like a cog in the machine for most of my life. I don't know. Does that answer the question? I did technically grow up in a suburb of Boston. I guess that was really what you were asking. No, no, that was all, all of that. I don't have a, I don't have a lot of. 
identity with like the schools I attended per se. No, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's I, part of that. just yeah. like identify with like what I was doing then. A hundred percent. Which was, you know, being on the internet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was the school I was attending. I was going to say, that's like, <laughs> if that's, if, if that's something that you have access to, then that is a supplement to like it is. a place where you yeah. don't really feel like you belong and you can just kind of go, all right, well, mm-hmm. I'll, I'm present here out of necessity. I don't really have a choice. And then everything I can choose has nothing to do with this. But but I hated authority, was super goth and was yeah. just like, school is not relevant to me. School isn't my thing. But being at home on the computer, writing my little fan fictions, writing my little stories. I mean, I also was pretty lucky because, so I, I mentioned STEM and my parents being like very having that in mind in terms of raising me and my older sister. Um, My dad brought home computers from work. We had dial up when I was 10, which was a big deal at the time. Your dad didn't work for like IBM or something, did he? No, he worked for Boston University, which I eventually did go to as my college because I was, I went there for free. That was the only reason I went. My dad worked there Yeah, uh, and he worked in the genome science department. So he still was like working with computers in in the sense that the human body is a program. Indeed. This is the kind of thing my father would say around the the, human body. In the sense that the genome is itself a map of the program that is the human body. Oh, I love it. This is a kind of this is a kind of thing I love that make my father proud. Yeah, your dad's uh, a nerd. So yeah, I'm we had computers around. Yeah. Yes, and so is my mom. She's an mm-hmm. occupational therapist. Got it. Works with special needs kids. Got it. Was very understanding about having two of them herself. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. also like saw me playing on computers at school in elementary school and was like, we got to get this kid a computer. Yeah. So they did. Good for them. Yeah, I I, right? I asked about IBM just because I had a, my best friend. In oh, fourth sure. Grade I mean, moved to yeah. her dad worked for IBM in Tucson and moved to Pittsfield because of mm-hmm. IBM. So yeah, and I feel like a lot of like especially women I know who like became nerds in the era when it was like almost impossible to be. They had some type of hookup. Yeah, like they had yeah. like a nerdy parent or two who was like, "I'm just going to give you a computer." Yeah, yeah. Because that wasn't socialized at all like it wasn't an assumption that was being made and you had to be in kind of a weird scenario where like again you were not allowed to watch the simpsons yeah and something (laughs) you had to do something (laughs) so they felt like you so their perception and understanding of television was like this is not doing going to do any good it's not really contributing to your intelligence it's it's rotting your brain um Mm -hmm. it's passive it's not active like with a video game you're learning you're playing yes um, yep. i mean yeah this all makes sense it's coming together for me and now it seems like it makes perfect sense that <laughs> that they would like all of the logic now i i understand the genome because... the, when you brought in the genome i started to feel like oh, i see i see yeah, so computers yeah, yeah, yeah. in some way computers are like safer and more like legit than other forms of entertainment than a television yeah Yeah. Yeah. i mean it's 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 laughable at the same time because now all of those screens are the same screen like we have flattened out every form of entertainment (sighs) and put them all in your pocket for one but also on every other screen in your house or near you so it's it's very silly to draw those distinctions but i think in a more analog time it made more sense to be like okay which which devices are we going to allow? Yeah. And like the idea of screen time, quote unquote, didn't exist when I was a kid, but like internet time did. Mm. 
because you had to use the phone line yeah. to connect to the internet. So yeah. you had to get permission from the whole household if you were going to go on the internet, sure. for one thing. Sure. And so that's a big deal, which is very different. Yeah. Um, and also, I think, I, I mean, I was coming up in the time period where people had to actually type their school papers. Yeah. yeah. So I had to know how to use a computer for that reason. Well, you, so you did do something for the school paper. So you were engaged. Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, I, mean, no, I just mean, school papers. no, absolutely not. For a second, I was like, oh, wait, well, you can understand because the journalism, <laughs> because you said you went into journalism. You and would so think I was like, that. maybe school paper means like you found one thing to give a shit about at school. You know? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, you know, it's kind of sad, really. Like, I don't want to go back in time and go to high school again. But I'm also like... I'd, I'd kill it though. Yeah. I'd be so good at it now. <laughs> I'd be so great. I I could like be in things and be involved yeah. and talk to other people. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't couldn't hack any of that at that time. I would try out for plays and wouldn't get in because okay. I wasn't good. Mm. Um, but I liked theater as a concept a lot, and I was in a band that people strongly disliked because we were all <laughs> very strange. Very, very strange. Tell me more people. immediately. Uh, well, my guitarist it could play guitar very well okay. and could play his guitar behind his head. Uh-huh. Like he could like lift it up over his head sure. and like do tricks and like, you know, imitate Jimi Hendrix and do all of this stuff. And he was also very loud and brash and like bossy, but a nerd. So yeah. it's like, I don't know what what the social equivalent of that would be now, but like picture like a really loud, angry guy who's like really good at guitar and like always right when he's raising his hand in school, but like no one likes that guy. Yeah, I know No one that enjoys guy. that person. Yeah, I know that guy. At yeah, all. Sure. And so it's like the nerd version of being a lead guitarist where it's like you have the intense energy of it, but none of the charisma, mm-hmm. just a full zero on the charisma score. But like the talent is high and that is a, such a hateable metric yeah that like the other two people in my band were like both really shy nerds and like people liked them but i the three of us each had the experience of people coming up to us and being like you know i want to like your band but (laughs) dan is just so irritating like i have a class with him i can't i can't like your band like you guys seem fine Uh but where where were you playing like where were that where was their exposure to your band happening being in high school oh I mean, you know, school talent show. Oh. There was a community center okay. that would like allow bands to play okay. in a gym. Uh-huh. Like, you know how sound kind of just bounces off a gym yeah, constantly terrible. and the, the sneakers squeaking yep. is just echoing eternally. Yeah. So imagine high school bands playing in that environment, just pure cacophony. <sighs> and ska was popular. Okay. Is that period. what we're so, is that no. what we're aiming for? No. We were much more Evanescence, Avril Levine, because I was okay. singing yep. and playing the piano. Got it. Um and not dancing, just standing there, stock still, uh-huh. singing, staring into the middle distance. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, how did you hook up with these guys? Oh, the band? Yeah. I mean, okay, so it started in middle school. I mean, how does anything happen when you're a huge nerd? It's like you just meet the other people no one wants to sit with at lunch, I suppose. <laughs> I I remember Dan was a techie in the theater department where I was yeah, never getting yeah. into shows, but he was a techie. Yeah. Um, and I remember he was learning how to play the guitar. So he'd be like, you know, sitting around after hanging up a bunch of lights for a musical. Mm-hmm. Um that I was like way in the background of. And he'd be like playing Hotel California badly. And I was very Uh impressed 
by that. And then at, at some point, like at the end of eighth grade, he was like, I'm going to I'm going to make a band. Um, and my parents had been in a band together, so they had a lot of musical equipment and people knew I could sing, but that I was just really shy. Uh, so I, th- I don't remember if he asked me. I think he did ask me to be in the band. Um, yeah. But but that's kind of on him, right? I mean, why did he ask a really <laughs> shy person to be in his band? I guess because he knew Safe. he could be the dominant personality. Yeah. So it's kind of like yeah. you have a dominant nerd and then you have a lot of really shy nerds. Who Absolutely. I didn't know prior, but Dan kind of organized it all. Got it. By like picking out a loner from each <laughs> social circle and then putting us all in a room with all my parents uh, musical uh, instruments and then it's sort of like assembling a boy band yeah it's sort of like a manager being like I'd like to make I mean, some money let I me find know. a bunch of I think other people boys to... other people who were popular probably just had their friends group and would yeah. be like yeah let's all try learning instruments together and being socially competent but uh well, we had to rely on yeah. Dan. <laughs> yeah it is interesting to imagine like I mean you can tell me if friendships formed off of that the way you're describing it doesn't necessarily sound like it like people form bands you're right and at some times in their lives because it is a a different means of like connecting and socializing with people you already like mm-hmm. and you know rehearsals like oh we didn't even get anything done today because we were too busy like <laughs> drinking beer at noon and like yeah this that is... was you know i i definitely had like a band that was like we all love each other therefore unquote. we're doing nothing yeah yes and yeah. so but but if if it, you're if it is like he assembled this disparate group like it doesn't sound like you were plagued too much by oh I can't we ended up talking about this book we all love to the point where we didn't get anything done is that fair I mean there was some of that but we were very industrious considering that we didn't actually have any popularity or audience we were we were very serious about rehearsing and performing and to no end it went absolutely nowhere will it Mm -hmm. shock you to learn I'm not a wildly successful career musician Believe it or not, I'm not. But it was uh-huh. like, I mean, what do you do if you get a bunch of nerds together? We weren't drinking. We weren't smoking yeah. pot. We were practicing yeah. our instruments. Yeah. And yeah. I, we also tried to game the system. Like, I remember we had a similar situation where, like, after the first couple years, we were like, no one likes our band. Why is that? Should we write different musical genres? So we, yeah. like, kept writing songs and genres that weren't... Oh really yeah. our core so we'd be like okay let's try writing a ska song let's try writing a yep. punk song let's try a rock song and like the result was like a set list of just random shit that yeah. didn't go together and <laughs> That's the confused time you do people that. and it's a perfect time yes. to be trying on a bunch of different outfits and just so to trying speak. to get people to like you i mean and i i guess like i i guess i see them as my friends i mean i spent a lot of time with them and yeah. you know they're still they're still my Facebook friends. I went to Dan's yeah. wedding and so on and so forth. Great. But like it's did he play a guitar behind his head for any part? No, of his he should have. That's disappointing. Yeah, I agree. He stopped <laughs> doing that after. A while. He does still play guitar very well. Uh, nice. And we've still like played music together, like hobby wise. But it's yeah. I mean, at a certain point, I think you stop doing the guitar gimmicks. Why though? Yeah. let's bring those I don't back. Know. Now, I don't know. I'm I'm perfectly happy for Dan to be showing that off. <laughs> I just really flaunting it. It really seems cool. It. People should play the yeah. guitar behind their head nowadays. Yeah. I never I mean, I never did anything long enough or well enough to like start getting into tricks. Like I rode my bike all the time, but it never even occurred to me to like figure out how to ride without using my hands or yeah. do a wheelie or anything like that. That all seemed like 
Well, those those are different types of bikes and people. Like, mm-hmm. I just need to not get hurt. Different types of bikes and different types of people. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think I ever got really into doing tricks in anything other than games. But I did always just want to be seen as being good at something. Sure. And sure. never was seen that way. <laughs> but I think I think that really motivated a lot of what I did in my band. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, but I'm working so hard on this. Why why don't people like it? And it's yeah, a little more complicated. Than that. It can be a little more complicated than that. Okay, what were you reading? You said you were reading yeah, all the time. Reading what reading were you reading time. and uh connected? What 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 fan fiction were you what, getting? Right. Well, the, of course those are connected. And were they connected? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. Tamora Pierce don't know if you've heard of her. She's a science fiction author who's written a lot of like, young girl has to disguise herself as a man to become a knight in a male-dominated oh, knight see. industry. I see. Yeah. And she's I've got heard of her, but I magic haven't. powers yeah. and a pet yeah. cat. And it's just, it's like peak, you know, young nerd girl reading something and imagining themselves into the story. Um, Has this ever been, I guess that hasn't been turned into like a film. Not yet, and I'm still waiting around. There's so many great Tamora Pierce series. I wonder if someone has like the rights to it or if she's like, I don't want this. Should we go in on it? Should we start pitching this after this show? I mean, it's probably a good idea. I feel like you In any pitch room, you need to have someone pitching who has no fucking idea what they're talking about. (laughs) But who is talented, and that That'll be you, and then I'll be the one who's like, I've read these. <laughs> That's how it works, right? I don't it's know anything works. about your world. It's just what works. <laughs> Is this it? Am I doing it? Yeah. Listen, I don't know that you're going to get any more or less rejection than when you are perfectly prepared and you right? kick ass. That it also breaks your heart every time. So, which is again also similar to journalism, where it yes. some of it is luck, or Thousand more percent. of it than anyone would like to admit is luck and being in the right yeah. place at the right times. Either get yeah. the story or get somebody to buy it from you. Yes. So yes. it's all. My partner, journalist. Yeah. We both go through patches where we're like, I'm going to quit everything yes. forever, right? Yes. Like, I can't do this. The universe is telling me I suck at this. Mm-hmm. Or just and patches of being hard. underemployed. I mean, that's, that's the other piece of it. Or, or overemployed, suddenly getting more opportunities than you could possibly yeah. take and being like, where were these two years ago? Yeah. Now I can't do any of them well because I have to do all of them at once. Why couldn't these have been spread out over time? A hundred percent. Wonderfuls, as I have foretold, it's the Max Fun Drive. You know what I'm talking about, or maybe you don't if you're a new listener. Now's the time to find out more. It is the time of year that we ask you to consider what the JV Club and all the other wonderful podcasts at Max Fun Network mean to you. And if it means a lot, which I hope it does, it would be fantastic for you to become a Max Fun member and contribute as little as $5 a month to keep us going. It feels so good. The website is MaximumFun.org slash join. But listen, you don't want to just hear about this from me. You know what I mean? You hear me every week. I needed to bring someone on whom I admire, who I consider my buddy, whose podcast is wonderful. And I think you know what I'm talking about. Yes, that's right. I'm bringing on my friend John Moe from the podcast's Depression Mode and the relatively new and fabulous Sleeping with Celebrities. Hello, John Moe. Janet Varney, thank you so much for having me. And w- what a delight. It, it's it's our own little Christmas that we get, this gift that we get to come together with the listeners, to have them support 
the thing that they use, the show that they enjoy, the thing that they are attached to. And it's the one time of year we get to do this, the one time of year we get to say, hey, if you're listening, please know that it costs money to make this and please help us out. I'm always so excited every year we have Max Fun Drive because it just draws such a circle around the community of podcasters and the crew yes. at Maximum Fun making the podcast happen. We genuinely all really like each other, and that is what you are helping support when you are supporting our podcasts. I wish we could do something across with everyone. That's how much I love being a part of Maximum Fun. One massive, like, nine-hour episode <laughs> that we all put out every week. We're still doing it, everyone. <laughs> it's Oh, it's God. Like, it's like the the we are the world people if they made album after album after album together. <laughs> That's what everyone has been asking for all these years, nay all decades. These. All these years. John Mo, you have a podcast like the JV Club where you are asking people to come on and be vulnerable and be honest and have senses of humor about the things that they go through. I have to imagine that you like me have the experience of being supported by listeners as this very profound kind of joy and gratitude. Am I putting words in your mouth or am I right on this? You are not. I, I think what what I try to do on, on Depression Mode and on my new show, Sleeping with Celebrities, which is a little sillier and a, a lot more sedate. It's all about putting people <laughs> to sleep with fascinating people sharing uninteresting conversation. Born out of last year's Max Fun Drive, might I add. Born out of last year's bonus content uh, in the Max Fun Drive. What we try to do is make connections with people. That's what I love about the JV Club. That's why I listen to the JV Club is in, you you have these people on who you know are delightful and you know that they're entertaining, and then it goes to another level. Honestly, like I'm getting a little older in my life, and I kind of came to a point of like, well, what's the purpose of all of this, mm. all this, all of this living, it's to it's to help other people carry the weight, and oh, it's to it. to help other people find connections and and find support. I think that shows like the JV Club offer that support, offer that humanity, and we ask for some support of a different kind. We ask for a financial contribution so we can keep this going. The community of the podcasters to the listeners and forming a community there. Yes, I love that so much. And it's true that if you want to join, it can cost you as little as $5 a month. You can pick the podcasts that you're supporting. If you're already a member, you can boost your membership, add a little something extra from what you were able to do last year. Head over to MaximumFun.org slash join to find out more about not just the $5 plus levels. We're talking $10, $20 a month. There's wonderful benefits that come all the way through. John Mo, how many Max Fund Drives do you know how many you've done so far? I'm trying to remember when you joined. As a podcaster, this is my third. Um, so I, I joined a few years ago. I felt that the time was right during a pandemic to uh, put out a, a podcast. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> about depression. <laughs> but I, I've been an admirer of Maximum Fun. I've been an admirer of the shows for many, many years. I've been so excited to become one of the gang because it feels like it feels like you're part of a club, but you're not a part of a clique. You know, oh. it feel, it, is that the it, first time you said that? That's brilliant. That I just came up with oh, that on the spot. So good. Maybe what I'm inspired. My, my podcast was the JV Click. How rude! <laughs> the JV click. The, Sorry, the logo it's was, exclusive. 
The logo is just you sneering. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow it's like a holographic image of me looking someone up and down disprovingly, like disapproving, like, "Hmm." We're having a party, but you're not invited. (laughs) I'm so glad that you're part of a club and not part of a clique when you're part (laughs) of Maximum Fun. And that is so, so true. So if you like one podcast on the network, it's very likely that you're going to fall in love with a few more. And we are not selfish. We want to share the love. We want to share the love with our community. You're invited to the party. Yes, you're invited to the party. Help (laughs) us support our wonderful crew at MaximumFun.org who are making this all happen. Help us support each other, our fellow podcasters. And it feels so good. All you have to do is head to MaximumFun.org slash join. That's MaximumFun.org slash join. And we'll be back to talk a little bit more about how much we love this network and how much we love you guys. Thanks, John Mo. Thanks, Janet. I'm really starting to notice just like having lived long enough now to like have seen people create things or people be in politics or people whatever. And like I'm getting to the point where like I'm really seeing the seams and the threads of how... Every single fucking generation, pardon my everything, but um, is so sure that the generation right past them is doomed. (laughs) Like, I can't like it it just keeps happening. And every single time the 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 quote unquote adults, you know, however, whatever, like the people in their like 40s, 50s, 60s are in the mode where like, I, I understand that. But like, this is real. Yeah. Like, this is a problem. Like, the internet is a problem. And I'm not saying that it's not. But like, when I was little, I didn't, and I knew that that people were like, you know, television. Television. I mean, television's rotter. really. It's really. It's what? You're really going to let TV dangerous. raise your child? It's really You're watching dangerous. TV during dinner yes. and not even speaking to your yes. children? These are the kinds of yes. things my parents would judgmentally say. We were not allowed. I can't, I can't even imagine watching TV during dinner because we weren't watching it any other time. We talked to each other. And yeah. yes. I yeah. turned out. About the same as uh, <laughs> I know, <laughs> and like kids who truly, didn't do that. yeah, truly, I feel like I. So I feel I find myself kind of bringing that stuff up a lot. With, yes, with like when I when I hear people talking about like, well, now there's a real danger with da da da. I'm like, I just I know <laughs> you feel like this is different this time. Yeah, but I need you to consider that your parents were very like thought you were going to. I don't know, not make it past 30 because you were watching too much television. Yeah. Or playing too many video games that they were violent. Yeah. Yeah. Like electricity is going to burn our children alive. Yeah. Using the telephone. Terrifying. Totally. And and novels, the invention of the novel. Oh, women are reading now. Right. You know, (laughs) women are voting. It gets, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, and, and that, I it, just don't. It is a slippery slope, and we have shown slope. that because women can read, we are where we are today, and that's it's very dangerous. what's so the world is worse than it was. Scary. No, it's not. <laughs> like it's not. It's not. It, it, I I will not. I will not believe someone coming in from the past and being like, "Yes, your world is far worse than it was." I can't believe that. It's not because you may I, have a larger awareness of what's bad everywhere because of the internet. If you're ever like, "Okay, when do you want to go back in time to?" Correct. No one will ever answer no. with anything because if yeah. you, you there's no golden age that we're trying to get yeah. back to because it's yeah. it's it's all pretty bad. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Maybe I go back and see some dinosaurs. I I mean, yeah. pre-humans can't speak to that. I'm, I'm right. sure the cockroaches were doing just fine. But if right. we're just talking about if eras. Just talking about our evolution. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's that's a place I found myself in 
a lot lately and it's some place and it's a place that I choose to live in a lot because I don't want to become a person that's like well yeah this is it it's not that I'm afraid of change it's just (laughs) I'm afraid of the wrong change and Uh that's what I'm seeing in the world because you know it's endangering the sense of like normalcy that I know which wasn't even a word until someone made it up anyway I guess that's true of all words um okay so (laughs) thank you for going down that rabbit hole with me because because it's it's just been on my mind because I feel like right now in our culture there's just a lot of conversation about like well this is dangerous because x and this is and you don't understand I have everyone's best interests at heart Mm -hmm. when I blank and like I I I think you probably believe that and I think you do you're you're genuinely worried but like god help me if I can't and I do try to see all sides like I I do Mm -hmm. and I do and I do want there to be conversation I do want there to be a conversation I don't want there to be a fear that like your life will end if you are if you come from a place that you just don't have the information yeah. as swiftly like as other people like expressing doubt being yeah, a person like, who's trying to learn more i'm all about I'm it gr- yeah we're great with and i think most people are it's just we just love talking in absolutes now about and we and we pin it all on social media i know <laughs> We describe the world as it is shown on social media. Like, it is tempting to be like, okay, well, social media is just what the problem is then. And that's right. why, that is what is destroying civilization. And in the old days, <laughs> we didn't have Twitter. We didn't. And yeah. and instead, we were making fun of each other on LiveJournal, which was also a thousand deeply percent, painful. A thousand percent. <laughs> or back in the day, you were just being bullied by everyone at school. And guess what? That was also just a nightmare. Just riding your bike around the block screaming at people. I mean, that wasn't yeah. like better per se. We I just d- need to keep developing our, we have to keep developing our emotional and intellectual and, and social skills at the rate or close to that we're developing technology. And as long as we're like trying to do that, I feel like we're going to be okay. But, um, but I don't, yeah, I don't want to be a person that's like, if only we could get rid of the internet, I think we would probably be onto something. Like, I can't. <laughs> it's too late now, that person. too. Don't let me be that person, Maddie. Do not let me be okay, that person. Okay, I, I, Janet, I will not I need you to check you. in with me in 10 years. I will years. check in and I'll be like, did you go Luddite and like stop uh-huh. looking at the internet entirely? Yeah. Honestly, if you have done yeah. that, it's going to be hard to find you. I will do this for you, though. Yeah. And I, I might also kind of question myself in that moment because i mean if you just really <laughs> escape it all i'll probably be a little jealous but uh-huh. i'll also be like you're missing out i mean yeah assuming you know we haven't just fully devolved into water world in the next 10 years um yeah then yeah i i think some some cool things might be invented maybe yeah. i don't know i try to be hopeful right. about these things because otherwise yeah. i just i get way yeah. too sad yeah and I, I, ha- I have I need, to assume I it's going to keep I, it's going to keep getting more interesting and yeah that there will be people who will f- push for change in the right ways and won't just be like oh well I guess all of our jobs are going to be replaced by one AI that Google owns <laughs> like I I don't I don't like to ascribe to those types of thinking because I'm like at the right. end of the day people actually like journalism they like reading it Right. And they like learning new things and being curious. And they like they like art. They like performances. They like comedy. They like it's gonna keep existing. I don't know like yeah. what it's gonna look like. But yeah, I don't think the streaming era is gonna destroy Hollywood. I mean, I'm sure these are the kinds of things you have to hear about. Those are definitely yeah, those are definitely <laughs> conversations that have come up a lot. But I also feel like I feel like when I got into this, like 
15 years ago, I feel like people were like, enjoy this while it lasts yeah. because everything's going to be CG. Mm-hmm. Every single actor you see <laughs> yep. is going to be CG and you'll yes. be lucky if you get to do the mocap. But like, you will not be <laughs> acting anymore. And like, like nobody wants no. that. They've never, they have not solved the Uncanny Valley. They no. haven't. So, and like people, and we are people. We like people. And it's also like, you do need actors for mocap. Like people yeah. voice acting in video games. For now. No, but they still but, will yeah. want it is the thing yeah. about that. Yeah. Like they're still going to want it to have that human emotional element and those performances. And they're still going to yeah. reward that as a form of art. It's like how AI still doesn't know how to like make a good pop song. They can just create an amalgamation of like all the ones we've ever made. I mean, that's right. that's funny, but like... It's not yeah. it's not the same thing. And also people yeah. have to keep making art in order for there to be something for the Borg to iterate on, right? I mean I would I would agree with that and I would say again, like this is one of those things that is at the forefront of discussion because it's new. Yes. And no one knows what that means yet, and that is scary. And those conversations, you're right, need to happen because that we should never just like assume everything's going to be fine and not have any participation in that. But it is, yeah, it is also like, what is the latest toy that we are, that we can extrapolate out to the worst possible outcome with the use of said toy? Like Mm -hmm. we, like that's what we do, but that's probably why, maybe that's why we haven't blown ourselves up yet. Like close as we've all come, (laughs) maybe that's why, because we continue to have the conversations where we're like, Hold on. <laughs> is this is it too bad? late for us to figure out a way to not uh, have this ruin our lives? Maybe. Um, okay. I'm going to get back to you because we got to get into this MASH game shortly. I'm happy that I feel like I've already got a sense of uh, of kind of where you were in your in your pop culture or lack thereof world. But by, by high school, you, were, you had a style of music in mm-hmm. your band that was of a piece that you know mm-hmm. was that you were you were you were do you remember to, the uh, evanescence and avril lavigne for sure, eras for of sure course. yes yeah yeah that was a specific kind like avril lavigne was a specific kind of like if you were into sort of gothy stuff um she falls into an interesting category she does to like she still does she's still I, pretty she's pop-y. still doing the exact same thing somehow yeah. and just yeah. she's in a time capsule still she's I, in a time capsule she needs to reveal that technology to the world i think uh-huh. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's interesting i i that's that's something that like i've come to sort of recognize differently now is like goth means different things in different eras mm-hmm. and there's a, there's like a unifying line i think that goes through but um you know, and and also you could be goth and be into Morrissey now. You well, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, well, because now goth for Zoomers means like new wave kind of. I mean, it, but yeah. that's fine. I I drove my parents completely insane with that when I was a child as well, where I would just listen to rock from every era and be like, yeah. this is rock music. And my parents would just be like, I don't. Okay, yeah, I mean, I guess it is. Like, I guess Foreigner's Jukebox Hero is, like, the same as Stevie Nicks to you, but, like, it's not, and, like, I don't know. (laughs) It's fine. That's on on them. No, you were listening to Classical by Choice. Never mind. It's not I was, yeah. You were. I mean, that's very charming. Is it? It is if you, like, meet a little kid and they're like, my favorite musician is Tchaikovsky. But like if you uh-huh. are a little kid and you meet a little kid that does that, it's the worst and you don't talk to that kid anymore. <laughs> Every time I think about that, I my heart just it goes out to my two cousins who were raised 
in that oh, way. Oh, they, they were forced to only listen to classical music? I mean, that's sort of, you know, I, I don't think at the time it felt like they were being forced. And I think that's what's kind of tricky about it. Yeah, it's not that, you know. Like, you I believed that TV would make me stupid because I was kind of told yeah. that. So I felt like yes. I was choosing not to watch it most of the right. time because yes. I was like, well, yeah. that's not good. I should be reading a yeah. book. But then there may come a time when you have the agency to, like, dip into something and then the risk is, and I think that, you know, at least one of my cousins did experience that, that they were like, what? <laughs> you know, yeah. like I'm yeah, eating like sugar for the first time. Leaving Amish country or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rump spring yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. So it's hard to know. I don't have kids and yeah. uh, I do not envy the choice the everyday choices that parents make that they're they wonder like, is this something I can go back on? I can't change my mind too many times because I'm a parent. I have to like mm-hmm. have sort of a set way of like conducting myself, even if obviously changes evolve as kids evolve like all that but to to even i would i feel like i would question myself every day like oh yeah i should have let her eat that mm-hmm. should i let that's them just have today that much time on their phones and yeah. are they you know constantly being bullied on insta and so on yeah, yeah. i mean Ugh. that's the kind of thing that my parents didn't worry about but it was mostly because they didn't realize like how much how early that was happening and i don't yeah. know if it would have yeah. helped them to know yeah yeah, I mean, would they have... Would, would they, they have changed anything? I don't know. I but Would they it, have closed off your world more in a way? Exactly. That, and I'm like, that yeah. probably would have been bad. And I, I think yeah. on some level, you got to trust that your kids are going to figure it out. I mean, yeah. all you can really do is just give them the right messages in the moment and just know that they're going to take that away into the interactions they have. Wonderfuls, I'm back once again to talk more about the Max Fun Drive. And yes, I did indeed bring John Moe back with me. John Moe, hello. Hello, hello, Janet. I'm so happy to still be here with you and to to tell people all about the Max Fun Drive and all about what we're doing at Maximum Fun. As much as we are reaching out to our listeners and asking them to be a part of the support of this network with your financial contribution, this is still somehow a time where we get to feel real good about the stuff that we're doing and the community that we're a part of. We get wonderful notes from listeners who have become MaxFun members. I want to take this moment to read a note sent by our listener, Heidi, who says she found the JV Club at the start of the pandemic. Heidi says, it was such a comforting feeling to have the JV Club there when I needed to escape reality. The moments where I have laughed, cried, and felt so moved by Janet and the guests of the podcast really helped me get through the beginning stages of what was probably one of the hardest years of my life. This is just a really big thank you to Janet and to Max Fun for keeping the show alive. I can't believe I got through that without crying. Heidi, thank you so much. But again, I, you know, thank you for keeping the show alive. Thank you for supporting Max Fun. We do it because you're there. You're not just showing up and listening, but you're showing up and supporting us, supporting the network. It just feels so good. And we want to thank you by giving you even more show. Yes. Uh, join us at the just the $5 a month level or up, and you get access to Maximum Fun bonus content. These are special shows, special episodes, often crossover episodes between yes. shows. For instance, we're doing a show on Depression Mode 
called What Works For Me, where various of our listeners have called in and left us messages about the different things that they use to kind of get through the day and, and help with their depression and anxiety, things that make them feel a little bit better. And that it's not like last year's BOCO goes away and gets filed away no. and never seen again. We are amassing I mean, I don't want to say the Smithsonian looks at our BOCO and thinks, wow, I wish that we could have that kind of content for people to enjoy. I mean, I don't know. I feel like we've had episodes where people's lives have taken different directions because they've been so inspired by something that they hear on Maximum Fun. So who knows? You know, get ready. Saddle up because you could be off to a whole new life adventure just by listening to some BOCO. You get BOCO BOCO. You do get BOCO BOCO. (laughs) You looked a little nervous before you said it. I've been rehearsing that for the last two minutes because I'm trying to remember. And then I blew it when the moment mattered most. Uh, Julian, what? Why is John muttering something off camera? What am I? I don't know what he's gonna. What is he gonna say? What's he mouthing? Why is he looking up a French to English dictionary? (laughs) And you know, that's at the five dollar a month level. You get the Boco. At the ten dollar a month level, not only do you get the bonus content from all your favorite shows, including the JV Club with Janet Varney, you get uh, a very special 2023 Max Fun gift as well. Do you want to tell people about that, Janet? I do want to, in particular, to shout out our phenomenal artist. The stickers are designed by Olivia Fields, and the stickers are heavy-duty. Check this. Reusable, because if you're like me, you cannot make a decision on where to put a sticker, (laughs) and you realize that you want to move it nonstop. It's re-stickable. Ah, a re-stickable sticker. A re-stickable sticker. What? Mine is wonderful. It is, you know, the old trapper keepers that... We all know, thanks to Stranger Things, even if we didn't grow up with them, Uh, (laughs) and it has a bunch of stickers on it. So while you can't individually peel off the stickers on my sticker, I do feel like you're getting a bunch of stickers for one sticker. So $10 a month, you get the bonus content, and you get the sticker of your choice from the show of your choice. I want to say I'm feeling a little competitive because just the zoo of us made a suggestion to you. I want to go ahead and suggest that you change the theme song of your podcast to... It's depression mode. It's depression mode. Don't sue me. Don't sue me, Queen and David Bowie's legacies. And then the David Bowie part would go, Brush mode. down on me. Yeah. If you want me to Weird Al style write the lyrics to the entire song and parody it, I will. Maybe that's going to be 2024 Boco. I don't know. It will take me a year to write. I don't know. So, friends, Please head over to MaximumFun.org slash join. You're going to be finding out even more about gifts available to you at the $20 levels and beyond for anyone who wants to contribute and can contribute at those higher levels of membership. But the only way to get those gifts and have a direct hand in making sure this show continues is by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. You know what I say? Do it now while you're thinking about it. So it's easy and you'll feel great. You won't have to put it on your to-do list because you're knocking it out right now. All it takes is a little visit while you're listening to the, the rest of the JV Club with Janet Varney. Maybe you don't know what to do with your hands. Don't play like some <laughs> game on your phone. Don't check your email. Just That's go right. to MaximumFun.org slash join. That's MaximumFun.org slash join. John Mo, thank you so much for letting me pitch you your new podcast theme song <laughs> and secondarily for talking to me about MaximumFun.org's MaxFun Drive. Always a joy, Janet. Thank you. All right, I got to go to the mash game. With okay, great. Mash. Uh, Finally, I'll know my future. Start your fun. Fa- <laughs>
finally gonna know your future whom will i marry <laughs> oh listen you want to start with that we're getting right into it let's get right well, i'm starting out mansion apartment shack house it's mansion apartment shack house you and i have no control over that not to say we have any control of any of this but no, no. you do get to pick your answers and so you will end up with one of each of these uh categories that we're doing uh i am i'm going to start with romance and sexy times this could be a living person it could be a dead person i will uh is this supposed to be either. for me today this is for you today <laughs> okay but if you like need to like I, I, like if you had a huge crush on someone who was age appropriate and as a teenager and you're sort of it's more about the feeling that that person gave you that's mm-hmm. sort of representative of like that crush like like if you want to say like you know what's his face Ryan Ryan Gosling era notebook even though now he would be age appropriate blah 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 we all understand that we're talking about the character and sort of again sort of evolving that into like okay he's it's that version of him that's age appropriate for you now whatever Mm -hmm, that means mm -hmm, to you mm -hmm. Um, but it could also be you know video game characters or just straight up cartoons or characters from books and I'm not committing you to a lifelong relationship this is is someone that you know you want to have for a night or forever yes that's up to you and you can be fluid about that okay I I mean I guess if I can include fictional characters oh yeah okay well so Mm -hmm. I feel like my my queer awakening and also i stand by this as an adult so when the first live action x-men movie came out in the year 2000 i already knew i was bisexual by that point but like i wasn't you know i wasn't out to everybody but like the combination of my crush on hugh jackman and halle berry who were two of the most beautiful humans yeah of all time I mean, I, I was real into Famke. Real. Oh, but see, real I wanted to Famke. be her in that movie because she's so Understood. cool that for yeah. her, I was just kind of like, okay, she's goals, period. Got it. You mm-hmm. know? And still yeah. is, honestly. Yeah. She's yeah. incredible in everything yeah. she's ever been in. And in But X-Men. I mean, I would like happily tuck her in and like, of course, when she was sick. And <laughs> Who among us wouldn't take care of Famke Jansen if given the opportunity <sighs> yeah. or hope that she would take care of us were the roles yeah. reversed? Yeah. But 100%. nonetheless. Okay. So Hugh and Hallie, I see it. I love it. But I'm going to clarify that really the answer is Wolverine and Storm. It's really their characters. And that goes into the comic books as well. Wolverine so I'm putting and Storm. you in a throuple for this one. No. Oh, I was going to have them both be separate entries. Each but one. you can, you can okay. put them both down nope, if you want. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I don't know how many I need to come up I with. I can't give you I can't give you an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, I just need a third one now. Uh well, I'm just I mean, my first crush as a youngster was Mariah Carey. And she's still pretty freaking cool, so Yeah. Great. Might be a handful, I don't know. <laughs> she probably might be a bit of a handful, is. but she probably is. Next category, let's do three places in the world. Uh, you don't have to have been there or not. This is a, sort of the uh, utopian version of this, but three places in the world you'd like to have another home that we can just sort of teleport you to whenever you want. Let's do Isle of Lesbos. Never been, would love to go. Great. I want to say the Galapagos, but that's insane. Okay, so this is like, I don't really want to live there. I just want to preserve it from climate what change. What if you're in like a f- beautiful floating yeah, sphere that that's... has zero negative impact? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just get to I get to watch over the turtles. Yeah. This is kind of for my dad. I feel like I don't know. He's he's visited the Galapagos multiple times. He's going again this Great. year. So it's really on my mind these days. You know? Love it. Darwin, love it. heard of him? Heard my of. family has. <laughs> uh, I got to pick of, a yes. third place, huh? I don't know, Cape Cod. <laughs> 
I don't have a house there, but God, what if I did? What if I could afford that? Next category, three foods that in this reality uh, you can't, you know, just eat like gobs of because maybe it'll make you sick because there's so much sugar or it's bad for you. You have an allergy. But in this imagined But in this imagined world, whenever you want it, snap of your fingers, zero ramifications to you or anyone else. Chocolate cake, chocolate frosting, obviously. Great. Um, Great. A steak. Great. And... (laughs) Those are my favorites. Uh, I, I guess let's just put some French fries in, you know? Why not? <laughs> Why not? Love you need them. a side. Yeah. <laughs> okay, beautiful. I'd be right over there dipping French fries in that chocolate frosting. I'm right? Sorry to say, yeah. Really no, that's, those three items together. <sighs> together, yeah. Not a bad yep. meal. Of course, that's you're not getting right any there. any fiber in there at all. But this is, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Not in here. Our chocolate cake in this world is packed with fiber. I don't want you to worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Don't You'll worry about the old it. pipes down under. <laughs> it's fine. It's going to go great later. <sighs> okay. Three video games you can jump into and the world itself is somehow real. Oh, but they're all really scary. Okay, so I think... They're not in danger. I'm going to go with the world of Metroid... I can spell this for you if you need me to, because it's mm-hmm. the name of an alien life form, M-E-T-R-O-I-D, because the heroine, that Samus Aran, is okay. the coolest, and anytime I play one of these games, I feel like I am her. So I've already jumped nice. into these worlds all the time. You know Excellent. what I'm saying? Excellent. Defeating yeah. alien life forms and solving intergalactic mysteries. Very cool. Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful. I got to pick another Metroid, one. Aaron, great. I guess Legend of Zelda. Zelda's sure. Hyrule. Hyrule seems cool. I mean, I also feel like the good thing about Zelda is like sometimes, you know, sometimes Ganondorf isn't like causing a blood moon or whatever. Sometimes you're just like farming. Sometimes you're yeah. just out there straight up farming and yeah. like, yeah. you know, Princess Zelda's getting under some type of, of magical sure. thing, but you don't need to sure. worry about it because you're just you on your farm. You don't need to worry about it. Yes. It's just it's just a nice day for you. So you is it, it so that right. Hyrule and Legend of Zelda and then... Right. Uh, what I can't just say Mario. The Mushroom Kingdom is insane. I, I I feel like every video game I'm thinking of, I'm like, this is so dangerous. Like, why would I enter this world? I I who's to say? Yeah. I don't know. I guess you just put Mushroom Kingdom. I I guess I can't only because I can't think of anything else. No, change it to Mist yep. Island. Yeah. Mist Island. Island, perfect. Because that's that's at least a vibe. I very much enjoy iPad games, be, and we actually have a Quest Oculus, but like I also have a really fucked up neck from flipping off my bicycle, so I could really <laughs> I mean, be in condition to put that to put that he, that no no to put that I did not. That's just a that's a trick. That's the that was trick a of trick, the light. Quote unquote. That was a trick of the pothole and the light. Uh, Creating that beautiful trick, but I'm sure it looked really cool before I hit the, the ground uh, on my that back. That sounds really scary. I'm glad that you didn't die. Uh, I am too, because it definitely cracked my helmet to where you're like, oh, that that definitely would have been killed me. So yeah. cool, cool, cool. But I really have to be in the mood to wear the you know headset because it's it is heavy. Yeah, like the Oculus headset is heavy. So, but I do enjoy the world of the room. Is what I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. As a that's mm-hmm. an Oculus version. As an as a VR game. as a puzzle box. Yeah, it's like a puzzle moody, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like dust moat sort of um, world that where I could re- if I could really just go in there with songs heavy anything yeah. and just be in there puzzling away. Yeah. Um, I, I feel I like if they that. made like Mist a Island. really updated, they've updated Mist many times, but if they made like a yeah. VR version, yeah. I often get motion sick in VR, but I feel like if I were just yeah. walking around very slowly in the Mist Island and just looking at things very carefully, wouldn't get motion yeah. sick and it'd just be like, this is cool. This is the right way to experience 
this world. Which, this isn't even VR. This is you in there. So well, yeah. If I actually yeah. go there, then it's yeah. fine. But like this, yeah. The the headset version. We got to keep you on a slow walk. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> okay. Next category: three bands that you get to play with, and they want you there. I want to be clear. This isn't like you show up and they're like, "Ooh, you get to you have to play with us." This is like, yeah. <laughs> we wanted Maddie. She's finally playing with us. I don't know if you're going on tour, if you're recording a studio album, if it's a one-off. Yeah. But you get to you get to be a musician with these musicians. Three. Okay, great. I'm gonna go with Lil Nas X for the first one. Most Wonderful. online nerd ever, and I right. love him, and he's an icon. And love it. so that's my that's my like modern day Maddie pick. My teenage Maddie pick would have gone Tori Amos. For sure. I almost brought up Tori Amos when we were talking about it. Well, of course. I mean, shocking no one. I was way into Tori Amos. I was too. And I, and she is one of the main people that like, I definitely still have like a lot of affection for. Me too. But I've, I, but it is one of those like, do you know that you, that you are for a very specific age and time of life. Do you know what I mean? I like think she does. You didn't, I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, she was really young when she started, so arguably she was for herself. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Like, and but, the, but she but has she continued stayed... to make albums like every few yes. years. I mean, yeah. I fell off at a certain point. As um, did I. But they're still going. I mean, like every now and then I'll check but in on the old Wikipedia. Are you because is it is because my my question is, is it adolescence of different generations discovering her for the first time? Or is it do you just, know what I mean? Or you know, is it like aging you millennials and me being continuing like I still go to, to just show like I'm still yeah, gonna listen to Tori I don't Tori know Amos. anyone I don't know either. anyone who still listens to Tori Amos. I just know people who like us are like, oh, I yeah, like, you know, you still throw on some little earthquakes or exactly. whatever it may be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is good. Now I know that so far um, my hypothesis has tested correct. <laughs> you can tell your dad. <laughs> okay. I'll let him so far know. My Tori hypothesis is checking out. Uh, and then I need a third one, right? Yes. Okay. So I'll, I'm, I'm going to just stay on brand and go with Garbage, who I am going right. to see in concert in a couple months. I have never yeah. seen them in concert, but this was a big high school listen yes. Yes. for me. Yeah. And yeah, I assume they just play the hits. I have actually checked out some recent Garbage records. They don't put stuff out that often. I mean, they're kind of more like a project than a band, I guess mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. could say at this point. I, I don't yeah. know that that's... It's not like Tori Amos where it's like, okay, this all revolves around this one person's art. Yes. Career um, musician, singer, songwriter. Yeah, yeah, artist. yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. Garbage yeah. is kind of like, I don't know, it's different different people who like mixing industrial music decided yes. to do <laughs> Agreed. this. Agreed. Uh, I'm excited for you to see that show. That's great. Me too. Okay, it's, so it seems Lone great. Sex, Tori Amos, Garbage, beautiful. Uh, let's do three... Uh, well, I'd like to hear for movies now that you have access, or you can do TV shows if you want, but three movies or TV shows that you would like to hang out with those characters and like just kind of be in that world. Oh, wow. Okay, so I, I only recently saw Total Recall for the first time, OG, which is Total such Recall. a cool movie. Yeah. I mean, yes, in theory, hanging out there is terrible, but the end of yeah. that movie ends, I won't spoil it for the listener, yeah. but after that seems kind of pretty freaking yeah. cool. Listen, I'm happy to slot you into Total Recall. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that I could be a, a spy on a mission to Mars. Yeah. Another early crush. That Sharon Stone. Oh, Sharon, Sharon Stone. Stone. Really oh, makes she's an a knockout in that. In the beginning. But Arnold like, also has such a smooth, pretty face. Like, you can really <laughs> tell in that movie. Like, Until things get crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but his jaw yeah. is 
It could cut glass. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. He looks stunning. <laughs> Doesn't always <laughs> perform stunning. emotions well, oh, but yeah. beautiful face yeah, yeah. on that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I got I to gotta think of more movies. I don't know. The Matrix is pretty cool. Sure, I guess that, that real world in The Matrix is really not one you'd want to enter. But I feel like if, if in this hypothetical, if I were to find out I was in The Matrix, then yeah, I want to go to the real world. Because, yeah. you know, I got to get out of The Matrix. Yeah. And I got to think of a third one. I don't know. Fifth Element? I don't know. Let's do oh, Fifth sure. Element. Oh, sure. That's a great pick. Absolutely. I think you've, I mean, you've shown, you've shown like there for as like hardcore and intense as the concept of the matrix is and it's frightening in such a great way and but why you get you get like to wear holds really up. cool sunglasses there's still it's still <laughs> yeah it's still fanciful it's still like you've you've picked three things that are like sci-fi like uh magical realism yeah like places uh, that the, are different that yes, you could absolutely. go to yeah absolutely. i mean i'm not gonna pick like you've totally got go mail i mean that uh-huh. world seems cool i guess but it's kind of just our world yeah but like barnes and noble use. has a different a name it's fox books <laughs> it's a good use of your time it's a good use of this to pick those movies you've done very that would well be very funny if i just was it. like it you've got mail sleepless in seattle <laughs> and people do and people do because people of the do. way that it makes them feel different. yeah Sure. And I get that. I get that. Uh, but I very much applaud your choices. Okay, second to last category. <laughs> Let's do uh, three, uh, three. Uh, well, I want to hear about alternate uh, careers because you had you were sort of interested in a few different things as you yeah, were sort of making your way. I so was. let's let's play out a uh, three. I three mean, things musician elsewhere. was never going to happen, but absolutely was the alternate career and and there were a lot of people that when i graduated high school were like are you gonna major in music and like vocal performance and stuff um because i sang a lot but i did not do that i got an english major which is versatile and practical uh and then i guess um novelist i also thought when i was a kid that i'd be writing fiction which i'm not Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at all i don't edit fiction and i don't write it purely nonfiction over here uh but i definitely thought that would be my thing um, yeah, and uh, I don't know, poet. I <laughs> that right. was never, that's an insane. Is that a career? I suppose people do that. People do that in a way that it's fascinating to me to imagine that being your job. Like, yeah, it's fascinating to imagine. I'm trying to think if I've ever met anybody where, where it's they come say that's up their or job. someone else. I don't usually ask people what they do because I hate being asked that. So I feel like I've never asked that. But have I been in a circumstance where someone has said answers, a poet. I'm wow. a poet. Wow. Like I props. Yeah. I mean, I never yeah. was like, oh, that's a career aspiration. But of course, I was writing a lot of poetry as a teenager yeah. and sometimes even setting it to music. So it sure. was at least in the ballpark of uh, creative pursuits I was into. I think it's great. Uh, I love it. OK. And then final category. Let's do. Well, now I'm going to force you to do it. You have to go back in time great. and visit a place. You don't have to live there. But you are going to witness, uh, can be an isolated I already said dinosaurs. I'm standing by it. Gotcha. I want to see those done. guys. Great. That's it. That's the only thing I want to go back and see. <laughs> it wasn't a hard decision. Okay, wait. Well, okay, so I, but I have to pick two more is what you're Yeah, I, you do, but if me. you want to give me three different dinosaur scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jurassic, Triassic. I mean, you know you want to be, but, you, but like, don't you want to be in like the ocean, like to like to see all of the ocean dinosaurs versus like maybe you want to see the dinosaurs that aren't close to the I, ocean? No, I, yeah, no. I mean, I'll I'll play along with this. I would I would be down to go to ancient Greece. I think okay. that'd be cool. I think I'm gonna go with Greece and not Rome. Tough one though. Yeah, yeah. 
I would agree. Cool too. shit either way, I would say. Yeah. Like, in yes. ter- it, I'm assuming this is not a one-way trip, of course. I can come back. No, no, I'm just no, going, no. This is a dip I'm in, checking dip it out, 100%. seeing some stuff, and then yes. I'm and then I'm gonzo. Yes. All yeah. right. And then, uh, and I can't change anything. So I, I can't use this to, like, you know, go kill baby Hitler, you know, all the no. other. Yeah. No. Hmm. But little baby Hitler. No, I'm kidding. That's a funny joke. Yeah. You just made him sound cute for a second. That's not cool. Yeah, 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 cool. yeah. I, I mean, it's fine. I play I play games, so I'm violent, so I'm going to kill him anyway. Uh, but that'll be unrelated to this. Um, <laughs> Got it. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll go back in time to, like, ancient China. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Why not? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just, sure. I'm just like, well, what's some place where some things might occur? That yeah. I could see. I will say recent uh, recent choice uh, Cleopatra era. Oh, sure. I thought that was also fascinating. Cleopatra era well. Egypt. That's yeah. Like no, that's a, a good one. Oof. Yeah. The Library that's of Alexandria a, before it burned down. Alexandria. Why not? Percent. Go check it out. If you need to make out. any changes, you can, but I think these are very strong choices as well. So. Well, I didn't pick a place in China. I guess, I guess, I guess go Library of Alexandria. Great. I was going to do Great Wall, but like how exciting is that really going to be to hang out during? <laughs> They're just going to be building it. Yep, still building it. <laughs> still building it. Looks Another a brick, lot as they better say. <laughs> now than it will a really long time from now, but still just yep. building it. Uh, great. Okay. Uh, Maddie, give me a word that exists in a title of one of your favorite songs. Pick one word out of a title that exists in one of your favorite songs. So okay. That's really very, very specific. Um. Okay. I've, I've got to like look at my freaking iTunes over here. I Great. A word that exists in one of my favorite songs. I mean, it could literally be you, Y-O-U. But it could be. be. It could be. It could be. I'm going to do um, Grapevine from I Heard It Through the Great. Grapevine. Great, Great. Classic. Classic song. Great. Um, okay. Gonna do. Well, that's gonna be the. Yeah, oh, that's, that's it. Gonna, that's all that's I get. It. Grapevine. Yeah, because the, I'm using Grapevine to give you. Now you're gonna get. You're gonna get Grapevine, uh, and it's. Uh, that's gonna be how we ascertain your 100% guaranteed mash future. Okay, we're gonna use uh, a Grapevine to get there. We're gonna use a Grapevine to get there. Um, <laughs> we're gonna be Grapevine. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be on the Grapevine. Very specific Los Angeles reference. Does not need to matter to anyone else. Don't know what it means. Someone who's been on the Grapevine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure why it's called that. That's the that's the thing I'm realizing. To get to San Francisco from Is Los Angeles on the five, you have to travel through. A, you suddenly go uphill and you're weaving through a hill like a mountainous area, and then you drop back down. And so a lot of conversation about being on the five will only be about the grapevine because it's the only interesting non-straight line kind sure. of part well, of it. It's... So I feel like it comes up in conversation. Like, you know, it was snowing on the grapevine yesterday. A lot of people didn't. You know what I mean? They're yeah. like, oh, the grapevine was really bad and windy. Um, okay, so grapevine. So while I do this, could you please uh, tell people where they can find you, what they should be listening to. Uh, this is not a coincidence that we are recording this in no, the realm of Max Fun. Um, you will be have you will have been hearing some Max Fun pitch breaks uh, where we talk about how wonderful Max Fun is and how you need to support the show. Uh, z the show Z. True. So true. if you will take this time to vamp while I get of ready course, to deliver this, this absolutely guaranteed future. Sure. So I have a podcast called triple click that is on the max fun network and it's it's about video games now you might be thinking but maddie i don't i don't play games i don't know a lot about them i'm like janet i'm intimidated and i'm scared when mario dies you're gonna like this show 
first of all, I'm on it. And you listened to this whole episode. So there must have yeah. been something there. You made it us. through, y'all. You made yeah. it through. So you made it this far. So you may as well give it a shot. And also, we talk about other stuff on the show. We really try to situate games in the full landscape that is all media. And your games is my teenagerhood. Exactly. It's exactly. a spinning off point. You can come back to You can hug it or you can dr- drift. We'll talk about them, but... If this doesn't sell you nothing, well, my mother listens to the show and she's a huge fan. That's solid. That's a solid. Sell. Only has ever played Pac-Man. Loves the show. She's all, she also loves me, but nonetheless, she she really learns something from it. Learns about popular games that people are talking about. We did an episode about the Harry Potter game that came out recently. Talked about J.K. Rowling's views a lot. If that's something that interests you, you probably might want to start with that episode. But there's there's plenty of others. Uh, that you can give a shot to and learn about this huge piece of of culture that is uh, growing all the time and is not it's not just for weird nerds who don't know how to talk to people like I was <laughs> when I was a child. It's uh, it's for anybody. It's it's the Miss Days are back. Do I have to keep vamping? Okay. I because I can no, talk about Miss more. This, although I will say you have been rocking it, and I'm very impressed. <laughs> Um, I was going to ask you if you if you had done the what I assume would be the, you would feel if nothing else obligated to talk about, which would be The Last of Us. Like yes. Oh, so that is actually okay. Show. So we are doing a bonus episode where we spoil The Last of Us show. That is our max yes. fun drive hey! bonus that we are we did doing. Not plan that. That's org. That's yeah, just that was totally organic. organic. Right and there. I'll even say we have done episodes about the games before mm-hmm. in the past. So if you were to scrub back in the old bonus mm-hmm. feed timeline, you could find that. And of course, we did Beautiful. public episodes as well about them. So if you want to know our thoughts on the game versus the right. show, we will be revealing all. But Love you got it. it. You got to become a member for that. Got to be a Come member. Come on, got to be, be a member. member. All right. This is good. I'm not going to lie to you. This is good. This oh, yeah? is very, very good. I feel great about it. I think you're going to be happy about it as well. I know I am. Uh, there are some things that I feel um, blend nicely together. They're harmonious. Uh, you gave a lot of uh, diverse answers. So, um, so sometimes it's pure coincidence sort of, that things kind of... It's, it's... Who can say? Mm-hmm. You know what I it's mean? It's just the magic of say? the grapevine. The magic of the grapevine. Uh like for example, and and this may prove to be the only two things that connect. Uh-huh, and I'm just, making, uh-huh. I'm definitely like deciding. But to, you're just uh, put really interested in, that, in like, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's very cool that you have this uh, connection to understanding of an ability to explore and see uh, the Library of Alexandria. And are also a novelist. Oh, I love that, that for me. That's it's a totally book centric. Yep. I love know. that. I love that. I'm getting back to my, my days reading books. Also, if I had to pick one of the three places that you would have a house, and you did get a house, night, you did not get a shack. Oh, that's great. Night, you got a house. If I had to imagine you curling up to work on your novel, I would. It's going to be Cape Cod. Let's be honest. Oh yes. See, that and is you realistic. You have a beautiful that house in dream. Cape Cod, right? Oh, a house. So there. you're a novelist with a house in Cape Cod. Come on, that makes oh sense. Oh my god, that just makes sense. It, it does uh, actually. Right. Um, <laughs> I uh, should be doing any this. of your any of your food choices make sense. Any of your food choices make sense. However, I am most excited that you did get chocolate cake. With chocolate <gasps> Thank frosty. goodness, because I said that first, and it's what I wanted. You yeah, know. Yeah. So again, that feels very good. Um. Something about even just the chocolate cake with chocolate frosting and the sort of like decadence of that um, works for me with you being able to A, 
play with garbage. <laughs> yes. Because I feel like if there hasn't been a v- garbage video where someone smashes chocolate cake into someone else's face. That should be a video. That should have happened. Yes. Uh, and also a similar sort of um, like casual coolness and whimsy that you find in the fifth element which yes. is another place that you can go and just hang out in it's like kind of post-punk it is um yeah you know what I mean? it's imaginative but it's smart mm-hmm. uh fashion very interesting um and you also have the ability to go into hyrule legend oh, of zelda thank goodness kind of the awesome. best of the three for sure the best of the three um, a very livable world. Yeah, one might livable, say. medieval, but uh, magic exists. So hey, that's magic cool. exists. And speaking of magic existing, <laughs> all due respect to Mariah Carey and Wolverine, you are doing all of this with who I would again, I again would argue the best partner I would in agree. crime I would for agree. all of the things that you got. Storm, the one and only, right? Incredible. She can it's make. Great. She can make the weather perfect wherever she we go. She can make the weather perfect. And you don't always have to think you have the same idea of what perfect is. That could change. It could change. It could One be whatever you want. Is, is there the a drought there? Sun. Are we are we in L.A. for some reason? <sighs> yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, this is a this is this is this is a ten is out of ten right mash. Here. It's a ten out of ten. Probably the best that's answers that's I've you. ever gotten in mash in my entire life. Well, that's what I do. <laughs> And then I so clapped much. my hands together and made that thank Gently. you namaste thing that I just <laughs> yeah. did so much. I did that for everyone yeah, who can't see. Which you is did it as though you were me. like a psychic that I had hey, paid to give me my mash results. And you're like, that's what, what I, I do. do. That'll be $300. That's oh, what I no. Do. Namaste. Namaste to you. Yeah. Y'all, you've got to become Max Fun members. <laughs> I got to figure out how to pay Janet's fee. I did not know there would be a fee for appearing here. And there is. And there is. There and is. I have goons. I have goons. Oh, no. And they will come and get you. So everyone, please support. Please, <laughs> please. become a MaxFun member. Upgrade, boost your membership, gift someone else a membership. You have got to get Maddie out of the hole. You can pay if all you have to do is pick both of our podcasts, and we'll both. You don't be even have to listen. I mean, I hope no you listen. I think it's a pretty good show. We've like really tried to make like an accessible video game show, but you know, really, I just, I just need that uh-huh. cash. Uh, this has been a blast. I'm so glad we were able to do this. And during Max Fun Drive, no less. Uh, You're so awesome. Um, No, you. Janet, uh, I'm going to see you again in 10 years. And you better not have quit the internet by then. Oh, I won't. (laughs) I will not. I promise. I'm making a solemn vow. Uh, Everybody, uh, listen. Maddie's great. You're all great. We're all great. We're going to get through this. (laughs) We're going to get through this crazy (laughs) world. Don't worry about it. And your membership helps. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you next time on the podcast. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, remember one We could save kittens from trees Or lunch on skyscrapers Bring the villains to their knees Maybe we should Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.